Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. We host Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, February 16th, and we're officially an all-star weekend. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about exactly how excited we are to finally have a real representation. Well, let me let me not say real, right? I don't want to be disrespectful for Vooch, but come on, man. We It is a different feeling. We got Paolo Bancaro representing the Orlando Magic in the all-star game, representing the Orlando Magic in the skills challenge. We got Mac McClung representing either the Orlando Magic or the Osceola Magic in the slam dunk contest. There's a lot to be excited for. We're going to also talk to you about Shaquille O'Neal finally getting his ra- his jersey retired in the rafters and all the commotion that that has, has made in, in our perspective of it. And then we also asked for our, our followers, our subscribers, to, to, to get it off your chest, to, to vent your current how you feel about the Orlando Magic in 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 the state of the union, right? On 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 our feelings, right? So we're gonna read some of those that we've got, um, and and kind of give you our our thoughts on on the comments that that we have. There, there's a few good ones, so I'm excited about it. But before we get into it, Al, you missed out last week. Had a really good episode with Steven. You're back this week. Welcome back, my friend. How are we doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. It felt so weird to to know that we were doing a podcast episode and, and I couldn't join, unfortunately. Um, I know you guys talked about it last week. Had to travel last minute for work. Um, brought my laptop with me and everything. Just the Wi-Fi in the hotel sucked. So I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to, you know, create this low quality production just because of me. So thankfully, Steven stepped up, did a great job. I got to listen to the episode. It was just weird, man. First time in 186 episodes that I wasn't a part of one, and it just kind of felt strange. Um, but it had to be done, man. Trade deadline, a lot going on. So thanks to you and Stephen for stepping up and uh, giving our audience what they wanted to hear that that week. Yeah, man. Listen, Steve, Stephen did an awesome job. Had a lot of fun recording with him. Uh, you know, don't make it a habit missing episodes, but if you do. <laughs> You know, Steven wasn't that bad of a co-host, so it was a really good time, so it, it was fun. But definitely glad to have you back. It, it, it was good, but it's not the same, man. You're, you're my guy. It's different. So, um, it's different. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But we're, we're going to get into some of these topics right now. But before we do, just a really quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. the game starts here. So, um, just a quick reminder, um, man... OrlandoMagicHQ.com, tons of articles being updated on a daily basis. We also have our subscription program on Instagram. If you're looking for a small community to be able to talk about the Orlando Magic on a daily basis, we'd love to have you join there. We got Twitter spaces. We got YouTube. We got a lot of different ways for you to be able to consume all your Orlando Magic um, uh, content. So definitely check us out on everywhere because we, we have something for everyone. Um, and as we jump into kind of the the where we're at, the lay of the land, the Magic going into overtime against the Chicago Bulls, we ended up winning that game 114 and 108. Franz had a massive, massive game, 36 points, five assists, and three rebounds. Uh, unfortunately, we had our first look at our live, our, our, our first nationally televised game against OKC, which was absolutely tragic. It was, it was... It was not what we were hoping for. It was heartbreaking loss, one twenty-seven to one thirteen. We got our ass beat. It, it was it was rough, um, and obviously not the best way to kind of rein in you know some of the excitement for you know Shaquille O'Neal's jersey retirement. But we ended up bouncing back with a really big win, one eighteen to one hundred against the Knicks. Paulo dropping thirty-six points um, with 
zero free throw attempts. Why does that keep happening? It's 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 starting to become a trend. Wild. Yeah, insane. It's crazy. But before we get into All Star Shaq retirement and all the other stuff, um, how are you currently feeling about the Magic going into the All Star break? I think it's the the perfect way. So we we had the the four game homestand. We knew we had some tough games in there. Um, and yet the Magic found a way to to make it three and one out of those four games. You know, winning some tough games, uh, convincing win against the Knicks yesterday. I don't care what Knicks fans say. We were injured. I don't care. We beat you. And at the end of the day, that just allows the team to go on this little mini vacation where they can kind of disconnect from basketball for a couple of days, knowing that, hey, we got 30 wins down. We went three and one. We got the easiest schedule remaining the rest of the way. Let's we go. got 27 games, man. That's all we have. 27 games. It's it's an ideal position to be in, in my opinion. We knew all all along since day one, October, November, December, January, we're gonna be brutal. February after the All Star break, that's when all of us Magic fans circled the calendar and said, "This is a stretch that we gotta come in and win a whole bunch of games," and we're there. So I'm hoping the players have a great time. They can disconnect, and and, and some of, some of them go always to, you know, Bahamas and whatever. They go on vacation for this week, enjoy it. Come back and let's get some wins because we are right there, man. We're in the thick of things. We can easily be, you know, just the fifth seed in the East if we play well on the stretch. So we're right there where we want to be. Yeah, listen, 30 and 25 record, eighth in the East, tied with Miami for the seventh seed, half a game behind Indiana for the sixth seed, two and a half games behind Philly for the fifth seed. Like this is this is where it's at, man. This is where teams start turning it up. This is where um, we have an opportunity to really create separation. Uh, from some of these teams in the East. We don't want to be 7th or, or 8th. We want to fight for that 6th seed so that we're not we're not fighting for a plan. Like, this is a decision that the front office made. We didn't make any changes. We're, we're keeping the team. We're going into All-Star break healthy. Now, with what's hoping to be, what, what the statistics are saying is an easy schedule, you know, we we got to go out there and just beat the brakes off of these teams. Like we we really do. We got to make sure that we we take advantage of teams that we should be beating on paper. Take advantage of the home court. We really need to start adding more wins um, on the win column for us, so that we can you know have a really really good place on you know the the standing. So I'm really excited. I think that you know especially with us being healthy, this break is only going to do well for us. Uh, we have struggled this season when we've had uh, some breaks, so that's that's the only thing that I'm 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 kind of worried about. But you know, for for a player like for players like Paolo, for players like uh, Franz Wagner, who they really didn't have an off season, right? To to really have a break, and even though Paolo's going to be partaking in a lot of these events uh, this weekend, you know, being off for this week, man, I'm I'm really hoping that's going to help rejuvenize this team a bit get us together and, and really get back to battling because now this is where it's really going to, the fight is really going to happen. This is when teams really turn it up a notch. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, the the second half of the season kind of play out. I'm even more excited to, you know, see, you know, our guys battle for, um, you know, a, a, a clinch, clinching, clinching their, their place into the, the playoffs, man. And we, we have a really good opportunity for that. I think so, too. I mean, we have only 12 games on the road left the rest of the season. So we have 15 at home. A big bunch of those is in March. We play like an eight, nine-game homestand in March. So I think, again, get your mind right, come back, come back healthy, especially guys like J.I., Wendell. We need those guys to be healthy, man, because they are the key to us going in this big run in the second half of the season. Um, But it's there for the taking, man. Again, if you would have told me this back in October – the Magic would have had 30 wins by February, by the All-Star break. They would have been tied for seventh seed in the East, only a couple of games away from being fifth. I would have laughed and told you, hope, I, hope, I hope that's the case. But in reality, it would have been far-fetched to believe that, that was doable. The fact that we're here, and I mean, and we'll talk about it later in the show, but in my mind, if we can only win like 15 more games out of the last 27, that means we go 15 and 12 the rest of the way. That's 45 wins. Like, it's huge. Think about the fact that two years ago we won 21. Like the jump is crazy and it's about to be even crazier this offseason. We know that. So we're right there, man. It's surreal. We got to embrace it, but we need the players to come back ready for this run because, again, it's right there for the taking. 
Yeah. So two seasons, we were 22 and 60. Last season, 34 wins. We're sitting at 30 wins now at the All-Star break. We're four games away from matching our season record last year. When you talk about growth, like this is this is it. I know people wanted to trade for this player and they wanted to bring in that player. And we haven't been happy with what we've seen with, with a B and C player. But the fact that this is where we're at a successful season, you have an all-star player. You got you're you're contending for a legitimate seed in the playoffs, potentially right. As long as we continue to stay healthy and we continue to play good basketball, we're doing this by shooting terribly from behind the three-point line in a league that you have to be successful behind the three-point line to really do damage right and it it shows that we we know what our weaknesses are they will eventually i hope get addressed and we'll we'll continue to get better and better and better and man hats off to coach most hats off to paulo mancaro hats off to the whole entire team um and the front office the magic are sitting pretty man and this is exactly what you wanted right when when we won the number one pick in the draft um and we selected Paolo Bancaro you know we 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 had the mindset of things are going to change now and the fact that they are changing you have an all-star in Paolo Bancaro it, it's it's a lot to be proud of and and the team being at at literally four games away by all-star break Dude, it's 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 you you can sit tight, you can enjoy All Star Weekend, and really say that you're you're proud of what we've accomplished. But we we can't we can't be satisfied, man. We we need to do more, and we we have an opportunity to be able to do that. So, um, who who would you say, Paulo Bancaro All Star, um, selection? But who would you say has the most to prove in these final twenty seven games? Like, who would you give that that coin to? Who who do you feel like? Uh, towards the back end of the season, like we we need the most out of. I mean, how can it not be Markel Fultz, right? I feel bad because I feel like he's limited right now by the injury. I, I so it hasn't been confirmed, but I certainly believe that TOS, that injury, that shoulder injury that have that affected him early in his career, Philly early days with us, is back. You can see the shooting form is not the same. You can see the shoot the free throw shooting mechanics are not the same as last year. And it's so unfortunate, man. It truly breaks my heart because it's a contract year for this guy. He's done everything right. He's he's played hard for us. He's gone through the rehab the right way. Always been positive. So you wish nothing but the best for him. So I truly, truly hope that he comes back after the All-Star break and he balls out. Whatever that means for him. Even if it's 12 points a game, whatever it may be. We need the old Markel to some way, somehow make an appearance in this final 27 games. Because I'll be lying to you if I told you that I prefer to see A B starting over him. Like I, I may think of that for a game or You're two. Not wrong. But the reality is though, Markel is a better player today in all other areas. As a playmaker, rebounding the ball, every other area, he's a better player today than A B is. That may not be the case in the future, but today it is. He makes us a better player. He has the chemistry with our guys. He should be the one starting and playing this minutes. But it's rough to watch sometimes, man. Like I got in trouble this week for my tweet during the OKC game when I said Markel's not doing anything out there. And people looked at it and said, oh, he's rebounding, he's assisting. What are you talking about? I'm like, I get it. But he had two points. He was a putback. He's not looking to shoot. He's not looking to do anything offensively other than pass the ball. And when that's the case, you're playing five on four every time. That now creates more double teams for Paolo, triple teams for Paolo, more double teams for France. And that's why OKC beat our asses because we had nothing going on offense. So in my mind, Markel is that guy for me. I feel like everyone else has stepped up. Um, Cole could do a little better. He, he's had a great start to the season. Unfortunately, something changed after the haircut, and he, I don't know what happened to him. But in my mind, Markel is that guy that can take us to the next level if he can be somehow the player that he was last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely Markel. You, you can make the debate for Wendell Carter. But, yeah, man, for me, it's Cole Anthony. When we talk about, like, the beginning of the year – what were our strengths? What what allowed for us to be extremely successful? It was our second unit, um, and a lot of that weight, a lot of that um, uh, responsibility is going to land at the feet of of Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is supposed to be the 
the automatic bucket off the bench for us. Like that's 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 supposed to be him. And you're right, man. Things have been funky since he he last had his haircut. Um, and and his game just hasn't been the same. I'm not blaming it on the haircut, but if we're using that as a timeline, uh, we haven't seen Coin Anthony's best basketball. We we just haven't. He's averaging 11 point uh, nine points this season, four rebounds and three assists. We we need more from Cole. Like Cole is is a player that he can give you, you know, 22, 23 in uh, any given night. Like he can really, he has that ability. I'm not expecting him to do it, but he can give that to you. He he causes damage. He most nights is the smallest player on the floor, and he's dangerous. So we we got to be able to see that consistently from him. So I'm hoping, um, if I if I'm designated who has the most to prove, obviously you you make that. Uh, argument from Markel and and it being a contract year, but Cole just got his contract. We're 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 sticking with them for the long haul, at least at least for now, um, without looking at any future trades. But man, for us to be successful, and we we need that we need that firepower from from the bench because there was a point in time this season where our second string was the best bench unit in the NBA, and there was there was a pride. That went along with that. You need to get that back. You need to get that back, especially with Jonathan Isaac um, playing more and more minutes, being a lot more healthy. Like there, there's, there's, there's a world out there where our second unit can destroy basketball teams, and we've seen it already happen. So for me, it's Cole Anthony. Definitely want to see more from Markel. Wendell Carter is still a a an every game battle where there's days that he looks good, days that he does not. Um, and we're we're still trying to figure out what that balance is for for Wendell, but um, I, I think that you know he's Cole Anthony is is someone that we're we're going to need to rely on a lot in the second half of the season. Yeah, and I will add a, a little more to that. It would be Gary Harris and Joe Harris uh, and Joe Ingles. I, I need those guys to just shoot the ball, man. Like they're vets and they're known to be our shooters. That's what they're here for—to provide leadership in the, in the locker room and shoot three-point shots. We can't have, you know, Joe Ingles take one, three a game, two threes a game. Like, he's such a good shooter. Shoot the ball. Gary Harris, same thing. He's been in a funk since December where he cannot hit more than, like, two threes a game. Like, he just, I don't know what it is. He's just either not taking them or just missing a bunch of threes. He's got to find that shot, man, because when he is on, to your point, the two bench guys that when they're on and they're a threat from the three-point range, it changes our entire offense. So that's another thing that I want to see in the second half of the season here after the All-Star break it's those guys just let loose and go out there. And when you're open, shoot the ball. Because again, they are our best shooters by far. Jalen Suggs, great season, great improvement. But historically, they don't have the track record that Joe Ingles and Gary Harris have. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on those. Let's see who really brings it out the most this second half of the season. Um, and man, I, I can't believe the season has already gone by as, as fast as it has already all-star weekend trade deadline is already done. Now we're, we're, our eyes are set on what's coming next post all-star break. Um, now that let's, let's talk about some, some excitement that occurred, uh, the last few days, Shaquille O'Neal finally gets his Jersey retired. It gets hung in the rafters forever. Um, the legend of Shaquille O'Neal will live on. Uh, for as long as the Magic are in Orlando and remains an NBA uh, professional basketball team, my question to you is: They bring Shaquille O'Neal in, massive celebration after the OKC game. Um, it was fun. Uh, it was fun listening to Shaquille O'Neal, Stan Van Gundy, um, broadcasting the the game. No matter what people's thoughts were, it was it was a cool. It was a cool segment, uh, not necessarily a segment, but it was it was a cool aspect, a different dynamic to what we're used to. Uh, the Magic game was not broadcasted on Bally Sports, so it was it was only nationally televised on TNT. Um, what what were your thoughts on on that? And then what were your thoughts on his jersey finally getting retired um, afterwards? So I mean, uh, the only thing I can think of is the fact that I just wished our players showed up a little more that night just because again we we've been begging for this national televised game forever we finally got it and unfortunately we got you know sga telling us the fans to go home at the end of the game we got jalen williams flexing his muscles left and right in the fourth quarter so unfortunately not the best game to to showcase that we have a great talented team in orlando that was 
unfortunate. But I will say, man, the fans came to showcase the fact that Orlando is a great basketball city. Like that arena was rocking since before tip off. The let's go magic chance. Uh, refuse suck. Like all these things that you normally hear, you know, kind of lovely. This night it was electric. It felt it felt kind of like a playoff game in there, and it's just because TNT was was in town. It's crazy. So I just cannot imagine what maybe next year will look like when we have hopefully eight to ten nationally televised games. Like having that atmosphere for ten games at, at the Kia Center, it's gonna yep. be awesome. So that was number one. Number two with the Shack thing. It was long, man. I, I stayed for the whole thing. It was long. Like it took about twenty minutes to get started. Um, to my surprise, and people on Twitter kept talking about it, like he's gonna get booed and blah blah blah. Nobody booed Shaq. Every time that it was mentioned in the arena, like, oh, tonight we're celebrating Shaq, people cheered. When he came out and, and you know was about to speak, people cheered. So I'm proud of that because again, guys like Paolo, Franz are in the locker room watching this thing. They want to understand that, hey, when you guys are done with your legacy in Orlando, no matter what happens, we'll celebrate you guys and we'll honor you and we'll cheer for you. And I'm happy that's what happened because, yeah, the, the fan base could have turned and said, you know why you left us? Boo. And he, this and that. It's not that night, man. It's a night to, to pay respect to him. He Again, I know the, the term put us on the map. I'm tired of hearing it already. But let's be real. Orlando before Shaq was not Orlando when it comes to basketball. So we pay respect. Um, I wish his speech had been a little more sentimental like he was very kind of cold and kind of dry but that's Shaq for you um how can we not talk about the fact that at the very end he threw the little singer in there and said hey whenever you need me to quit TNT just give me a call that was interesting to hear uh, at, at the Kia Center in front of all the Magic fans it, it was crazy for him to say that but uh, what about you what were your thoughts on the game and then on the Shaq piece so in terms of the commentary um yeah i thought Shaq did an okay job uh what i didn't like is that you put Shaq and sam van gundy in there they're they're reminiscing a lot on their miami heat days together so that that was the part that wasn't too thrilled of especially because these are two like really big figures when it comes to the orlando magic community so um uh, other than that when when it comes to shaquille o'neal getting his jersey retired i i have not been quiet about it i've been very vocal that i was not happy about us retiring Shaquille O'Neal's jersey. It is what it is. They made the decision. We at least have um, a jersey retirement happening. So that will open the doors for others to be able to get their jersey retirements, right? Um, a lot of it sounded, a lot of it was weird, man. So then let me start off by kind of highlighting uh, the video that they posted in regards to Shaquille O'Neal coming out to the to the practice floor and having a conversation with the guys, um, you know, lead, leading up to it and talking to some of the players and, I was. It was a little weird hearing Shaquille O'Neal talk to the players and and referencing, you know, we a lot. Like we are sitting in the fifth seed. We need uh, to continue to play really good basketball. Um, I'm hoping that we win tonight. It was weird because we've never heard that verbiage from coming from Shaquille O'Neal. It just didn't. It just didn't happen. So um, to me, that kind of threw me off a bit, just because I wasn't expecting it. But even the press conference that he had. Um, for, for him, the way that he positioned it was, you know, this Jersey retirement means more to me because it was the one that I didn't expect, right? LSU, I, I, I expected it. Lakers, I expected it. I really don't know if he really expected the Miami Heat one. I mean, he, he didn't play that long there either but he won a championship so sure whatever he expected it but this was the one that he didn't didn't expect and i don't know man to me it felt like shaquille o'neal was was definitely reading off of you know the some some bullet points to make sure that he was kind of saying the same message over and over and over um it, it was it was cool i will say it was cool seeing penny hardaway um you know partake in in the events you obviously had you know, Dennis Scott. So they brought a lot of the old guys back, which was cool. Um, man, when they announced Penny Hardaway, when he came out for the speech, man, I heard it through the, I heard it through the stream. Uh, the amount of people that cheered for Penny Hardaway was super cool and awesome, man. He's, he's definitely someone that, that deserves that praise. I really hope that, you know, we eventually give him the same, the same honor because he, he deserves it. In my opinion, he deserves it. He that dude loved Orlando, didn't want to leave. Writing was on the wall, dealt with injuries. Like it just kind of happened, right? Um, but 
some of the things that kind of were all for me was the Jersey. Like, like this is where we're at. The Jersey retirement is happening. Yes, it's long. Yes, we've heard Shaquille O'Neal talk all day long about the magic. And it really didn't sound like he knew exactly what he was talking about when it comes to like the state of the team. But um, when they finally revealed the Jersey, it was super confusing, right? Because the Jersey itself that they retired was super underwhelming. Like it didn't make sense. They had Shaquille O'Neal's white pinstripe Jersey that gets slowly like risen. Right. And the font this is the first thing that anyone looks at. The font is completely off. Like you're 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 giving away Shaquille O'Neal towels. You're giving away replica jerseys. We got the Shaquille O'Neal logo of of the retirement everywhere. Like I don't understand. I not that I don't understand the font because Jason Bede he he came out from the Orlando Sentinel and he came out and kind of explained the reason by him. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I just wish that they would have honored at least that that history of the font. You're you're talking about one of the most iconic fonts in the NBA to be put on a jersey, and they completely botched it and put something else on there, right? Um, so I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that the color was a little off as well, and that's just me being picky. Um, and then I, I said this before. I really wish that they didn't have the years on there, right? It, it's it's I never liked the putting the year because it makes it seem like the person passed away but also yep. if you are going to put it man this is four years why why are we celebrating four years and yeah the communication over and over and we've heard everyone say it Shaquille O'Neal put the magic on the map on the map on the map on the map it's like everyone was reading the same script whether it was ESPN whether it was you know all the speeches that we heard from from you know ownership um it, it was it was interesting, man. I, I I expected it to be a little different, um, but that's not that's not what we got. Uh, they ended up refreshing the the six man uh, jersey retirement, which I thought that you know now that you have a jersey going up, that they would have you know kept that down. But I guess they're keeping it, and they mm-hmm. they wanted for it to look the same. I don't know. I I wish it 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 for for me if you're going to do that. It would just make sense for you to have a banner, right, of just the player's name and um and and that name and, and jersey number, kind of like how the Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls, like they, the Chicago Bulls, they don't have Jordan's jersey retired. They have a banner that has Jordan's number, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna not use the font, I guess I would have preferred it that way. If you're gonna use the jersey. Like you're you're putting a jersey in the rafters, and it's a jersey that Shaquille O'Neal never wore because that jersey never existed, right? So, just a couple of things that that didn't sit right with me. I don't I don't want to you know kind of you know rant on and and be negative about it, but I, I just wish it would have been different from the very beginning. All of this feels didn't feel right. It it seemed off, but again, I'm I'm happy that we finally just retired somebody's jersey. Like, come on now, we I'm glad that we did it. <laughs> Now we can move on to others. Like Shaquille O'Neal on a numerous occasion had said, you know, he, he always thought that Nick Anderson would have been the first. And I'm sure that Nick Anderson was standing there like, damn, I, I really thought that I would have been the first. And that just wasn't wasn't the case. So the fact that Shaquille O'Neal went up there and, and stood up for Nick Anderson, I thought was at least pretty cool. He did also mention that Grant Hill should get his jersey retired as well, which was didn't that make was sense. Crazy. But yeah, those, those are some of the things that kind of stood out to me. So. Yeah, font font should have definitely been, you know, the the old school Orlando Magic font for sure. And it's that, not only you. I mean, social media was blowing up the next day, right? So anybody on Instagram, Twitter, like they were just blasting, talking about the same thing. They kept tagging Magic PR on Twitter, on on X, like letting them know how we feel about it. Because again, it, it doesn't make sense. And I understand the logic now that we know the real reason behind it, but it's too corporate. And not for nothing, if you're gonna use one particular design to be like your standard for all the jerseys you retire in the future. I don't know about you, man, but when you think about the Orlando Magic, you think about that the, the pinstripes. You think about the throwback jersey. So if anything, make it something that aligns with that, at the very least. Um, this founder using the color, the style, like, again, who thinks Orlando Magic when you see that? I, I don't. Like, when I see the back of that Shaq, Shaq O'Neal jersey, I don't think of the Orlando Magic jersey. If I'm, if I'm just a casual NBA fan, 
But if you put it on pinstripes and you put it with a, some cool font, like the 90s font for the Magic, automatically you think, okay, that's the Orlando Magic. So hopefully they'll fix it. There's been occasions when teams have gone back and, and, and updated their jerseys when, when they retire it. I don't know that Magic may do that anytime soon, but if they look back, hopefully in a few years, and they can fix this, that'll be a huge win. Um, and then to top it off, they put the banners up, number six, number 32. They're not even aligned. Like the Shaq one is higher than the other. Like, <laughs> I'm like, come on now. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the explanation that Jason B. from the Orlando Sentinel received uh, what what he received was the number font was chosen for future consistency when the franchise retired jerseys numbers from different eras. So at least they're confirming that there's going to be more uniforms that are retired because, uh, again, uh, my issue wasn't necessarily that we shouldn't retire Shaquille O'Neal's uniform. My issue has always been that he was the very first one. I feel like other people um, you know, are, are more deserving of anything. I can make the debate that Shaquille O'Neal should have been the last one, but that's just me. That's just me. So it is what it is. It's up there. It's 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 done. Um, and at the very least, we we have you know we're we're at least honoring our our past, which is which is the most important thing. And then we can kind of move on to the next one. So there there's there's that. Um, who and just so that we can have it on there, who should be next? Like, who's the next uniform that you're retiring? I wouldn't mind if they did something like a, like a tandem where they have two people have the jersey retired the same night. Like, I don't know why it has to be so individualistic, in my opinion. Because, again, you have done it in your entire franchise history. So to fail, you know, 30 years of history, 35 years in, you know, once per year, that's kind of, that'll take a while. In my opinion, it should be Penny and Nick Anderson next. Like, do it, do it jointly. Those guys should be up there. It makes sense. Um, and then you follow that up with T-Mac and Dwight. Like, again, I don't, I don't think that, it should be that confusing. It should be that, that difficult. But that's the order that I would go. I think that Penny Nick Anderson are the next tier to me. And then it goes Dwight and T-Mac. And then from there, honestly, give it a break. Because, again, I know people say Jameer. People say, you know, Rashard Lewis. They might say Tur- Turkaloo. No, we, we, can't, we, can't fill up, we can't fill up like that. It's, it, to exactly. me, it doesn't make sense. So to me, yeah. those are the four what you kind of do next. You stop there, and then you see what happens with the legacy of the team over the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Because, um, I mean, you could argue the fact that Dwight could go next, but I think that you got to pay respect more to the players that were here before him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think just out of, out of tenure, Dwight Howard would probably be the last one. I think you do Nick Anderson next. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to do a, a joint, it just makes sense to do T Mac and Penny Hardaway together. If you're going to retire the jersey number, they That's both true. made that number iconic. Obviously, Penny was the first one, but you know, I would I would love to be able to see, you know, both of those up there. I, I didn't attend the the Shaquille O'Neal one just because it's Shaquille O'Neal, man. But <laughs> best believe T Mac gets his jersey in the rafters. Oh my goodness, I will be there. Up close and personal, I would wear every single teammate jersey that I own. That to me would be be something that I would I would I would absolutely absolutely love. And I, I know his tenure wasn't long either, but T Max, my guy, man, I, I love everything. I love everything about Trace McGrady and what he did in his short time with Orlando. All right, so let's yeah. let's get into get it off your chest. So get it off your chest. Um, again, we we took some comments from Instagram, from Twitter, from YouTube, um, or excuse me, not YouTube, from from Facebook, all over. So the first one comes from the real underscore Noriega, where he says, "I don't see how the organization can look at how well Paulo and Franz are playing right now and not get them another starting vet at the deadline." Shake my head. Making a power move for someone like Anthony uh, Simons would show the league and our players that we are tired of being at the bottom of the East. What are your thoughts? Uh, we talked about it plenty, man, before the trade deadline. And, and I missed that episode right after the, what took place, which was a whole bunch of nothing at the deadline. But um, I agree, man. I, I really expected us to at least get a shooter. Nothing crazy. You, you just trade, I don't know, Chuma, Gary Harris, a pick, and you get somebody here that can shoot the ball. Um. Unfortunately, we didn't do that. The Knicks got all the shooters. Philly got the other shooter and Buddy healed. So it felt like every other team out there made moves, 
everyone has done it. Indiana, Miami, they've gone after guys that can help them win this season. We didn't. Um, I just think there's clear communication from our front office to our guys. Like, hey, guys, we're staying true to ourselves. We're not making changes. But you best believe this is our last year doing this. Like, we got, we got cap space. we got roster spaces. We're making moves. The, we're making the moves this year. It's happening. It is. It is. And the players know that. I think they appreciate the fact that we're given a chance to win with this group. But again, you best believe Gary Harris will not be here next year. Markel, Chuma, like those guys will not be here next year. So they know it. I just, to his point, I, I think that it would have been nice to say, hey, even though that's happening, guess what? I'm going to get you Tyus Jones to help Markel when he cannot play back-to-back. I'm going to get you a shooter so that when Gary Harris misses two, three, four games, you have a better option than Caleb Houston. I don't know. It's upsetting. I'm sure you guys talked about it plenty on the podcast last week, which you guys did. I listened to that episode, but at the same time, I understand the thinking. Keep evaluating two more months before you make the big moves. Yeah, li- listen, I, I, I'm okay with the reasoning that I got from the front office, from Jeff Waltman, where it, it, this, it's the same message that we've been getting for a little while, which is he, they, they didn't want to make any short-term sacrifices when the goal is about long-term. I'm happy that they didn't make any bad decisions. Do I want, um, you know, a, a great starting vet to play alongside Paolo and Franz? Of course, who doesn't want that? But at the same time, like we, we don't look where we're at. It's a successful season already, right? Go at it again in the off season. Maybe the players that they were targeting, maybe the players that um, they felt like they had a chance at, or players that they wanted just weren't available. And maybe. Maybe they were available, but the asking price was was too much. Like you just you just don't know the the dynamic. We know that the front office has had conversations. Like we we have a solid front office, and I I trust them. I trust the decisions that they make. But I, I need I need some stuff happening in the off season. Obviously, we need to wait to kind of see what ends up happening the second half of the season and in the postseason and whatnot. But. You really, you really don't know, man. You take you take a look at Jalen Suggs and and how long or how how far he's come from his development, right? If if we made the decision on Jalen Suggs like last season where he didn't have a great season, he had an underwhelming rookie season, right? Um, if we would have made that decision on that Jalen Suggs, we would be kicking ourselves in the ass because this Jalen Suggs is a completely different player. Like at some point, you have you do have to have some faith um, in your development. So that we don't do the same mistakes that we've done in the past where we trade off certain players and then they turn to be successful, um, you know, with, with their team. Like, you don't want to make those mistakes. At the same time, listen, Paulo and Franz, they're, they're here, they're playing, they're, they're ballers, and we can't wait to get them help. Like, we need them to be able to do that now because they're ready now. So I get the frustration. Um, uh, I understand it as well. I'm giving it to the off season. I'm okay where we're at. We're sitting healthy. You know, you can you can make the argument that the front office hasn't been able to really see this group play together healthy. I kind of also feel like we've been having that same damn conversation every single season. That's just kind of like the excuse that we we have to say because it's facts. It's a factual statement. Mm-hmm. Like we're injured it all is. the time, so we really don't know. Um, so now we're really going to be able to, to see, to see what we got, man. So I'll tell you what, man, it better not get past this July. No, I can't. We don't add any shooters. No, no, no. Like we got to add shooting, man. This is our sixth season at the bottom of the league in shooting. Like at some point you got to say, Hey, you know what? It must be nice to have some shooters. Let's go after some shooters and then add it to two guys that could benefit from it. 100%. Especially players like Paolo and Franz where their game relies heavily around the basket, man. We we got to be able to stretch it out um, because the teams, they're not surprised by Franz Wagner anymore. They're not surprised by Paolo mm-hmm. Bancaro. <clears throat> they're, they're sitting game plans with the knowledge that we suck at shooting. So it, it, it come playoff time, that's going to be used against us. So we're, we're going to unfortunately learn a very hard lesson and then we'll we'll hopefully something is done out in the offseason. So this next one comes from underscore Chad Bolton who says A B should be starting over false. This version of Markel, yes. 
And the reason is, A.B. will at least shoot the ball, man, when he's open. And like you just said, look at the Miami Heat game. Look at the OKC game. They're playing zone defense. They're saying, we're going to double-team Paolo. We're going to double-team Franz. You're open? Shoot it. It's okay. Oh, you're open again? Shoot it. We know based on your percentages, you're not going to make them. So we need somebody to at least at least force a defender to pay attention to them on, on the three-point line. A.B. at least will shoot it. So. Um, uh, there's a question later on that addresses a different type of version of the starting lineup that I like better. But for now, if this is the option I'm given, I would say if Markel continues to struggle, which by the way, he has not been closing out games. He got benched after the five minute mark in the third quarter of the OKC game. So mostly he's catching up to this. Like, hey, I, I love you, Markel, but unfortunately it's it's tough. Um, so it's not me being tough. It's not me just talking out of my, you know, it's happening. We're noticing. Like, Coach our is coaching staff is noticing. Hundred yeah. percent. So A B to me would get the nod if, if it was up to me. Yep. We uh ended up rolling out a poll uh for this very question, asking everyone else, should A B start over Fultz? And five about five hundred people put in their poll requests or their, their result, and sixty seven percent of the people also agreed that A B should That's be starting. Sixty seven. So yeah, man, you you know that your investment is Anthony Black. Um, it, it's just it's just something that we we might have to do. Listen, Markel Fultz is the better player, just not right now. And until we see that, you know, where we're trying to win as many games as possible, postseason, where we're looking to do some damage, we're not we're not looking at the lottery anymore. We're just we're just not. Um, Markel Fultz is going through whatever it is Markel Fultz is going through, whether it's the same TOS, whatever it is, confidence, whatever it is. If we can get the old Markel back, it's a completely different conversation until that happens. That's right. And put AB out there. All right. So this next one comes from um, Oliver Sapp with, two P, with three Ps at the end. He says, Jet needs more minutes over Gary or Joe. Jet Howard, man. Jet, Jet Howard is is a topic that people um, are very, very passionate about. And here, here's here's why that won't happen. I'm going to explain to you why that won't happen. The fact that we drafted two rookies is already a surprise. In the beginning of the season, and we've talked about this on numerous occasions, it doesn't make sense for the Magic to have two rookie players. It's just not... There's not enough time or development to really put two rookies out there. Like the Magic ended up giving away Bobo for nothing, just because we we just don't have we just don't have time for the errors. We we we're we're looking to win basketball games now. So the way that I've always viewed it is that Jet Howard is not our rookie this season. Jet Howard is our rookie next season. I view this year as a redshirt year for for Jet Howard. I I really do see it that way. Just because there's just not there's just not enough time for him to be to really be out there. Now, one could argue, dude, we put Jet Howard in the game um, uh, against what was it the Knicks or OKC? I don't, I don't remember which one, but we put him in the game and immediately he he hits two trays like back to back as soon as he as soon as he gets in the game for for trash minutes. Like we suck at shooting. At shooting, it makes sense. Like the the science behind it, like you you don't have to be a rocket science to know bad shooting at shooters helps with the shooting. At the same time, it's we know that this team runs off a of defense, and Jay Howard's biggest weakness is on the defensive end. And until that part is is developed and and squared away, and and Coach Mose can put trust in that, it's going to be really hard for them to find minutes for him this season. I feel like, you know, during the off season, Jet Howard gives us the flexibility of saying, like, we don't we don't need another draft pick. Like I don't I don't want another rookie next season. Like I re I really don't. Like we we're good. Like just give Jet Howard more playing time. Like that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, you said you said it best. In my mind it's a red shirt season for him. Um the front office made a decision. It could be to get him to really heal from that foot injury that he suffered in college, whatever it may be. But it's not going to happen, right? I, I think we all want to see it, but it's not going to happen. So unfortunately, we'll got to wait until next season. The only thing I don't understand is, and maybe you can have a different perspective on this, is games like 
Wednesday night against the Knicks. You don't have three guards playing. You only need a few minutes, you know, here and there to fill in the minutes. And yet you're playing your G Leaguer in Traveling Queen in those minutes. I would love to just say to, to Jet, hey, man, you've been busting your butt out there in, in, in the G League. You've been doing well. Go out there and show us a little something tonight. We're hurt. What's going to happen? Oh, he can play defense? Okay, well, it's five minutes. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. That's the only thing that I'm having issues with. Like, if, if he's not good enough to play over Traveling Queen as the 11th pick in the draft, who's shown you he can shoot the ball really well, then, again, it's obvious that he's just not going to play at all. So that's my mindset. Unfortunately, we're not going to see him play this season. Um, to your point, red shirt season, whatever the reason he might be, he is our rookie next year. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So about 400 people agree that the Magic should um, find some time for Jet Howard. Um, so that's 76% of the vote. And I, I, I don't blame you for thinking that. But from a realistic standpoint, I just don't see it happening. All right. Yeah. Um, this next one comes from DC DXNNY. DC Danny, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Um, start J.I. and play Franz at the two. Man, this is this is a death lineup, man. I, I'm okay with not uh doing this, right? Just because this is something that you you this is a card that you keep in your back pocket, man. When you when you need to end the game or or if you're down and you you need to be able to bolster it and come back up, like this is something that you you play when you absolutely need it the most because this is this isn't what people necessarily prepare for. So I I I'm I'm for it, man. J J I at the at the at the five position, Franz at, at the two position, like this would be beautiful. I would love to see it. Just not starting, man. It, it's it's definitely something that Coach Mo should keep and put in and play on a regular occasion. Just I I'm not sure if I want it starting. Like J J I we need to protect him for the postseason. So I was going to say, maybe not in the regular season, but imagine game one of the playoffs. Here we are. All the, 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 we're all excited. It's again, we're, we're at a watch party somewhere, whatever it may be. And you get the announcement. Sudden lineup for tonight's game. Jalen Suggs, Franz, J.I., Paolo, Wendell. Dude, I will lose it. Just because, to your point, this is a dead lineup. And the numbers back it up. When these guys play together, we are hard to score on. Yep. We have some shooting in there. Yep. There's some chemistry there. So yep. the rest, this last 27 games, keep messing with it, keep toying with it. But if there's a chance to play the Celtics in the first round, Milwaukee, the Knicks, and you throw out their J.I. to play defense on Julius Randle, Janice, Tatum, and that's your kind of like, okay, we got you now. Dude, they're not going to score 35 points easily on you. They might score 35, but they're going to shoot. 14 for 35 from the field. So I will be okay with that lineup as a backup to Markel if he continues to struggle in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't want to see it right away. Keep J.I. healthy in the playoffs. Unleash that beast. Yeah, so um, I, I, won't, I won't ask for your comments on some of the other ones, but I'm just going to read a few. Um, Cole hasn't been the same since he cut his hair. I can see that. Facts. Magic make the playoffs and avoid the plan. See it. If it wasn't for the sweet sounds of the song, I, it, <laughs> I'd be in an early grave already. The season has been a roller coaster of emotions so far. Yeah, man, I, I, I even saw uh, Jalen Brunson um, had went on Twitter, and he said specifically that he, he was giving kudos uh, to the Orlando Magic social media team, uh, where he said, got to give credit to the Magic social team. Every time I open TikTok, I hear Orlando Magic. Oh, literally every <laughs> single time. So it's catching on, man. I, I love, I love the fact that uh, the song is 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 catchy, is is doing well, um, and it's is doing is annoying some of our um, opposing teams uh, through social media, which is awesome. Um, so when I said teams in a great spot to make a run to the playoffs, we got an All Star this year another all-star next year, and the ability to make moves in the summer if we need to. Nothing to vent about <laughs> except fix the damn jersey font. I agree with you, Paul. Key for six. Fix the damn font. Um, someone else said, do we keep Markel uh, do we keep, do we keep Markel Fultz or not? If not, 
Who would you target to replace him? If yes, how much you want to pay to resign him? Do we keep Markel Fultz or not? So um, I, I think for for me, is there a world where we keep Markel Fultz on a friendly deal? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a world. Do I think that we do it? I think having Anthony Black makes that really, really tough. Like, I, I really, really do. Like, the Magic need to find um, somebody to hold the reins down um, until Anthony Black is ready. That, that's just my that's just my opinion. Unless you go after a player like, you know, Anthony or uh, I, I don't even know who else. It, it, that's the beauty of the NBA. Players that we think won't be available now could be available in, in the offseason. So, um we, we we just it's just one of those things where we we have to wait. If I'm a betting man, I don't. I I think this is I think this is the last that we see of Markel Fultz. If I'm if I'm being 100 percent honest, I think so too. And I want to throw a name out there that again I'm not going to expand too much on, but there's some rumors the Atlanta Hawks might be shopping Trey Young. You talk about shooting, talk about fitting in timeline. You talk about fitting in with Paolo and Franz. I don't know if it's realistic or not that the, the Hawks would trade him to us. But guess who's hot? Who's got a ton of draft picks, a ton of cap space, aspiring contracts, young players. If you're thinking about timeline and building something that's gonna last for a little while, whew, that could be that could be nice. That'd be scary. That'd be scary. So, um, still a lot of time before we even even look at that. But man, this this is this is gonna be a fun weekend. Um, our star weekend again. Everyone deserves a break. We deserve the break, man. We we've been working really hard, Al. Like really, really hard. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're I'm excited to see the Sam Dunk contents, the the skill. Um, I'm excited to see you know Steph Curry in the in the three point contact that he has with Sabrina. That that should be a lot of fun. So um, uh, a lot of things to look forward to. Um, and you know we we catch we catch Cleveland on the 22nd. So. And it's gonna be it's gonna be some good stuff, and we we have some exciting news that we're gonna announce sometime this this next week. So, a lot to be excited for. Um, on that note, it is a wrap for us. We'll catch you guys next week. Show was presented by Online. See you. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit orlandomagichq.com. And follow us on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.